But we learn through the word that think it not strange when fiery trials and tribulations come and some strange thing has happened. Stress is stress. And it may, it, we're learning it's not strange. But through it all, God is with us. Through it all, he's molding and shaping and cultivating us and conforming us into his image. So there's a goal in the trial. And, and there's a blessing in the trial. And just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fire, and they said there's another one there in the same situation. While we go through what we go through, he's with us. He said he will never leave us nor forsake us. And for that alone, we can be grateful. He saves us. He sanctifies us. And he also has a goal of transforming us into the image of his son. We could be going through and not knowing why we're going through, what we're going through, if we're going, you know, if we're going to make it out. But we know that he's got his hand in the situation. And for that and that alone, and that's a lot, we can bless him. So I don't know about you. Times are hard and God is good. And I just want to bless him. One of the things we were made, we were made for his glory. We were made to praise him and honor him. And what better sign of maturity to say, in hardship, I will bless you. In difficulty, I will bless you. I know that even though it don't feel good, you're working it together for my good. And so for that alone, that alone, we're going to bless him. So welcome to everyone online. Welcome to everyone in the house. Lord, we just want to lift you up in this time. Stand to your feet with me and let's just enter in an attitude of praise. We're royal priesthood. Lord, and so just as priests do, we offer up sacrifices. We offer up the sacrifice of our life in response to the sacrifice you made to give up your life on our behalf to reconcile us back to the Father. We offer up the fruit of thanksgiving from the fruit of our lips because we are grateful. You said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. So we have breath and we're going to praise you. We have breath and we're going to worship you. We, are, we have breath and we're going to collectively with one heart, with one mind, rejoice in your goodness, in your greatness, in your majesty, hallelujah, in your sovereignty. We bless you, the only true and wise and living God. We appreciate you. And right now, Lord, we just want to honor you with the fruit of our lips. We want to honor you in this gathering. So we just pray, Lord God, even as you said in your word, where two or more are gathered in your name, there you be in the midst, that you magnify yourself and manifest yourself in a way in the habitation that we've created for the Holy Spirit to have full reign and dominion, to exercise your power, to Lord God, to prick our ears and our hearts and our consciences wherever necessary to mature us to put away childish things and become the men and women that you called to us to be for such a time like this. We recall for this time, the times are more difficult and dark, but we know you called us for such a time like this. And so we just appreciate you. We magnify you. And Lord, let this time be fruitful. Let it above all things honor you and please you and be a sweet savor into your nostrils. And then give us ears to hear what you have to say. And we bless you for using the minister of the day. We bless you for using the musicians of the day. We bless you for using the congregation of the, in the day to worship you because this is the day.
that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Intentional, because you're worthy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Bless the Lord. Let's read together. We're going to be reading from, drum roll, just kidding. Psalm 78, 1 through 7. Let's read together. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which you have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generations to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God, yes, Lord, and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Bless the Lord for his word. And now we're going to bless him and rejoice with each other in song. different running from way up there. <laughs> Good morning to you. Let's see how are you this morning? Good morning. All right, if you're able-bodied, let's stand to our feet. We're going to sing songs of Zion this morning that speak well of our God. I'm going to catch my breath for two seconds. Hallelujah, Lord, you are just good. You are good and you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy of all honor and all glory. You're worthy, Lord God, of every hallelujah, every hand raised, Lord. You are worthy, Lord, and help us to worship you, Lord, in a way that reflects how good you have been this week, this morning, Lord God, five minutes ago, Lord. Help us to lift you up in a way, Lord God, that doesn't have stale praise, Lord God, but fresh, new, like your grace and mercy every single day, Lord God. Fresh praise. Hallelujah. That you, that you would find it pleasing, Lord. All right, let's sing together. This first song just says, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, because I want to see you. I want to see you clear. I want to see you in the way that I treat my neighbors. I want to see you in the way that I love on folks. Hallelujah. The way I speak to people. Hallelujah. When nobody's around, I want to see you, Lord, show up in me. Hallelujah. Let's sing together. that open the eyes of my heart open the eyes of my heart Lord open the eyes of my heart I want to see you yes 
I want to see you. Now, if you can clap, go ahead and clap with us. Open the eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. Yes, I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Please open the eyes of my heart. Yes, I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high and lifted up. To see you high and lifted up. Yes. Shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love. Shining in the light of 
as we sing holy 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 yes holy 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 i want to see you let's say that again together let's join the angels holy 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 lord you are you are and I want to see you one more time Lord we say you are your word declares you are the angels cry you are yes I want to see you hallelujah TLC we want to see him we want to see him not just when we get there. We want to see him alive in us today. Hallelujah. In the way that we live our lives, Lord, show up. Lord, when I look in the mirror, I want to see you, Lord God. I want to see the characteristic that you exude, Lord. As I go about this life, Lord God, being a living, hallelujah, testimony, Lord. Help the world to see you in me. It's not enough, Lord God, to know that I am saved, Lord God, that I know who you are, that I receive you. Lord, let the world see you in me. If they never pick up the word of God, hallelujah, let me be the walking gospel, Lord God, the result of your truth, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, because you are great and the world should know it, Lord God, and they shouldn't wait, Lord God, until they hit these doors, Lord God, to know how great you are should see it, Lord God, when they see me. Lord, help us to honor you like that, Lord God. When we walk out the door, Lord God, help us to remember, Lord God, we are representatives of you, Lord. We are mouthpieces, Lord God, extensions, Lord God, of your word. Help us to not take that for granted, Lord God. Help us to not take our witness for granted, Lord. You are worthy, Lord God, of a witness, Lord. Hallelujah. You are worthy, Lord God, of a vessel, Lord God, to be used, Lord. You are worthy, Lord God. And I always find it incredible that he would choose to use us. In all his perfect majesty, he chooses to use us. We become his hands and his feet in the earth. Hallelujah. Help us to not take that lightly. He is great, and he is greatly to be praised forever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah, Lord. You are worthy of praise. We're going to sing this song together. It just says, Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. Greatly to be praised forever. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised forever, Lord. I know it's new, but did you get that? Okay, because we're going to sing it together. He is great and greatly to be praised forever and ever. All right, let's join in and sing. Hallelujah. Say, great are you, Lord. 
praised, greatly to be praised forever. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised forever. Let's say it again. Great, great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised forever. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised forever. I want to hear you sing it. Remember what you're saying. Remember what you're saying. You're talking to him. Hallelujah. Forever great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. Greatly to be praised. Forever. We're almost there. Great are you, Lord. Great are you. Let's throw our worship greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised forever. You are great, are you, Lord? And greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised forever. Now repeat after me. Your name is above all names is above all names you're worthy of all praise worthy of all praise mighty are the works of your hands mighty are the works yes mighty are the works of your hands yes your name your name is above all names you're worthy of all praise and mighty are the works of your hands yes yes mighty are the works of your hands let's say it again your name is above all names you're worthy Yes, mighty are the works of your hands, Lord. Yes, mighty are the works of your hands. So great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised forever, you say. Great are you, Lord, are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised, forever you are great, are you, Lord, 
is above all names. Yes. And you're worthy of all praise. Lord, mighty are the works of your hands. Yes, mighty are the works of your hands. Yes. Your name is above all names, and you're worthy of all praise. And yes, mighty are the works of your hands. Mighty are the works of your hands. Let's end it with great are you, Lord. Great. He's worthy forever and ever and ever, Lord. We don't have to wait till we get there. We can worship you now and forever. Hallelujah, Lord. Now and forever. Now and forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We say great are you. great praise. He is worthy of all the honor, all the glory. Hallelujah, Lord. Be glorified. Be lifted high, Lord God. Receive our worship, Lord. Help us to worship you, Lord God, all throughout the day, Lord God. Hallelujah. As we go and as we come, Lord God, help us to continue to lift your name high, Lord God, above everything, Lord because you are worthy to be put in your rightful place at all times, Lord. You are the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing God. Hallelujah. Way-making God, Lord. Hallelujah. And you are perfect in all of your ways. That's what makes you great, Lord. Despite us, Lord God, you are great. <laughs> you are awesome, Lord. You are incredible. Well, welcome, TLCC. You may have your seats. We want to thank all of you who have come in person to worship the Lord beside us, alongside of us. And those of you who are streaming online, we welcome you. We do not take it lightly that there are 40,000 streaming services today, and you have found your way to Transform Me Love Christian Center. So you are welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we are located here at 19300 Redwood Road in Castro Valley, and we're here every Sunday at 1.30. So if you're streaming and you're like, oh, I want to be in the building, please join us. We're happy to have you and happy to receive you. Those of you who are here, we're happy to see your faces. 
Uh, it's always good to be in the room with believers and worship him together and to lift up our God. We've been uh, making our way all week by ourselves sometimes and with, you know, children or friends and loved ones. And we get to be in the room with believers who are here also wanting to worship the name of our God. It's not hard here. Amen. Uh, you can check out our website at www.transforminglovecc.org where you can learn all things TLCC, who our leaders are, what we believe. Um, you can click on the Bible study tab and that will tell you uh, how to join us for Bible study Thursdays at 7 p.m. via Zoom. So go ahead and contact us and get plugged in. Uh, you can go a little further over to the donate tab where you can see how to give here at TLCC. If you're in person, there are baskets at the front. Feel free. Uh, or you have gotten accustomed to uh, sending your check of money order to the P.O. box listed on the website. Or you can sell from your account into the ministry so we can do the things that God has called us to do here. If there's any questions about that, we're happy to support you. There are instructions listed there, but if for any reason you need support, please reach out to us and we're happy to do that. Uh, this is a great time. I say this every Sunday, but y'all don't listen. <laughs> this is a great time to silence your cell phones. I'm going to pause for the call. Just pull your cell phones out, everyone. Just go ahead and take a look. See what's going on there, you know. <laughs> Never fails. We're like in the middle of solemn prayer. It's like, do, 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 you know. So please take a second and silence your cell phones or put them on vibrate. Uh, other than that, have a fantastic Sunday here at TLCC. This is our time when we are going to greet each other. And so if you don't mind, get up and say hello to everybody. And there's some folks we haven't seen in a while. So say hello to everybody. Amen. Amen. Greet each other in the name of the Lord. Amen.
All righty. All righty. It's good to see everyone. Amen. Let's reel it on in. Amen. Good to see everybody. So today I am uh, going to take a little bit of a break. It's been a, a rather a whirlwind of a week for me. Um, and um, I scheduled this week to have our dear brother, Jeff Scott, come and preach for us today. Amen. We love Jeff Scott. Amen. Him and his family and the Scott family. So at this time, we're going to have Brother Jeff Scott, and then I will be back in the pool pit next week. Amen? Amen. Come on, Brother Jeff. See you as well. Good after morning, everyone. <laughs> Good after morning. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Where where should we start? Uh, let's start off with prayer. Yeah, start off with prayer. Uh, Father, we just thank you to be able to gather together as your church, Father God. Um, we just pray that you, as a song said, that you would open the eyes of our hearts, Father, to see you, Lord God. Help us to see you in all of your might and all of your glory, Lord. Help that to, just seeing you, help that to be a blessing to us today, Father God. We just pray that you would... Uh, Again, open our, our eyes, open our hearts for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. During the period of Israel's wandering in the wilderness toward the promised land, there were a number of times where the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron and ultimately against God. In the book of Numbers, a specific instance of rebellion is recorded, known as Korah's Rebellion. Korah was numbered among the Levites who were set apart by God to be assistants to the priests of the tabernacle. And there, they, in that duty, they were to care for the materials related to the Ark of the Covenant. You can see that in Numbers 3. In Numbers chapter 16, though, we can read that Korah and a number of other prominent men in that community were unhappy with God's appointment of Moses and Aaron as the leaders of Israel. They also seemed dissatisfied with the position assigned to them by God. And because of these things, they encouraged rebellion against Moses and Aaron amongst the people of Israel. After all this, the Lord basically tells anyone who doesn't want to suffer the fate of Korah and the men aligned with them to move away from them. And then the Lord caused the ground to open up underneath those rebellious men and all those who stood with them, and the ground consumed them all. 
However, in God's mercy, he graciously spared some of Korah's children and preserved the line of Korah through them. It is said that during the time of David, these same sons of Korah contributed 11 of the Psalms that we know of today, and one of which will be the text for today. As we'll see in this psalm, it it expresses a great amount of joy and appreciation at the thought of being in God's presence. Some think that part of this appreciation in this psalm is heightened by the fact that God was so gracious in sparing them from being consumed in that rebellion of their father. So the text that we're going to be uh, looking at is Psalm 84, and it's considered a psalm of ascent or a pilgrim song. And this song was probably sung by the Israelites as they were journeying to the temple uh, for one or more of the Jewish festivals that they had. So Psalm 84 reads, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, and whose heart are the ways or the highways of Zion, to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. So these first four verses focus on the psalmist's excitement about journeying to God's dwelling place and being in his presence. Now, of course, God can't be contained in any building, but among the people of Israel, first in the traveling tabernacle as they were journeying, And then in the temple of Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, is where the Lord decided to call his dwelling place. Now, we can see in this psalm that we need to glorify God and abide in in him for his glory and our benefit. Uh, Verse 1 says, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. The psalmist saw a beauty in the temple because it was a place where God's presence was. His soul longed and greatly desired to be in the house of the Lord's presence or be in the Lord's presence. There was a joy in his whole being at just the thought 
of being in his presence. His focus was on the Lord and nothing else. He was looking to the right place for the right reason. Sometimes as human beings, I think that we can go to the right place, but our reasons for going can be a little off at times. I used to go to school mainly to see my friends. Sometimes I think of work as just something I do in exchange for money. Enjoying time with friends at school isn't bad, but it's not the main purpose of going there. Getting paid is an expectation and a reason to go to work, but if that's the only way I'm looking at it, then I'll probably have a hard time glorifying God while I'm at work. In a similar way, we can be in the house of God or on our way to the house of God, but not have God in the proper place in our hearts. We could be going to socialize. We could be going just because that's what we do on Sunday. It could even be something as subtle as going to hear the message. In the message, what are you looking for? Are you only ever looking to hear something for you? God's word is empowering to the believer, and we can expect to be empowered by God's word, but sometimes there are times when the focus is more on finding out about who God is. That is empowering as well. Growing in the knowledge of the God who loves and cares for us, the focus should be the worship of the living God, and it appears that the psalmist here has that in focus. Verse 3, even the sparrow finds a home and a swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Now, it's also said that part of the uh, sons of Korah, part of their duty was to watch over the doorway of the tent, making sure the right people go, are going into the sanctuary. And I imagine, this is just my thoughts, I imagine the sons of Korah on their post watching the door as the people go in and out and around the temple doing their duties and just having such a song for God in their hearts that they could even be blessed at the thought of just seeing birds making a nest at the temple. Some have noted that this image of the birds in the nest paint a picture of the welcoming and protective nature of being in God's presence. But what, a, but what a blessing to a believer to be able to just look around at everyday life and see evidence of the hand of God in his creation. Looking at the variety and complexity of animals and even plant life, the amazing purpose and intention that are found in the inner workings of the human body. The vastness of the universe. There are so many opportunities to acknowledge God, but are we catching them? Are we seeing it or are we moving too fast? Are we spending enough time in his presence to be quickly reminded of God and his word while, going, while we're going about our day? Or does the thought of God kind of drift to the back of our minds? Is his voice being drowned out by all the noise and distractions? Verse 4, 
It says, blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. The word blessed is used a few times in this song. Blessed means happy. There, are a, there is a <clears throat> potential difference in the believer being happy when compared to those who are separated from God. I say potential because the believer does have a choice similar to the previous point about what we're going to focus our attention on, what we're going to spend time meditating on, what we choose to set our hearts on. Those who are separated from God can experience happiness, but there is no person, pursuit, or object in this world that is able to fully sustain that happiness. So any blessedness or happiness found in those people or things will eventually come to an end. Just like the unbeliever, the believer in Christ has the potential to ride that roller coaster of joy and disappointment if we place our hope in the creation instead of the creator. But when we turn our eyes upon Jesus and the gift of eternal life he blessed us with, we have a cause of eternal joy or for eternal joy, and this hope gives a blessedness that does not run dry. Because God is completely faithful to his word. Now, who is the psalmist calling blessed here? Some say it's referring to priests who are actually able to enter the temple. Some say it could include the sons of Korah and others who dwell in the temple courts because the courts could be considered part of the temple. Either way, the emphasis is placed on the blessing of being in the presence of God continually on an ongoing basis and continually praising him. For us, the days of the physical temple are gone, but where does God's presence dwell? He dwells in a believer through the Holy Spirit. He dwells in the midst of his church. We can encounter God in reading and meditating on his word, in prayer, and in fellowshipping with our brothers and sisters in Christ. These are the ways to be in God's presence, but... Do we see them as a blessing? I think we usually know that they are a blessing, but in my experience, the more time I'm away from God's word or out of prayer or the more I'm consumed with my day-to-day life, the more of a chore it becomes to go into God's presence. But also in my experience, when I press into God's word or prayer or even fellowship, He meets me there. I met with joy and wisdom and strength and peace among other things that are found in Christ. In John 15, Jesus calls himself the true vine and us the branches. He says those who abide in him will bear much fruit. If we're not abiding in him, how can we do the things we're called to do? Like a branch to a vine, we should find joy and blessedness in abiding in God because when we're connected to him, we're connected to our life source. Therefore, we need to glorify God and abide in him for his glory and for our benefit in moving forward in this walk with him. So in this next, uh, the next couple of verses, there's a shift from the excitement about being in God's presence to the experience of journeying with God. 
Now, again, this psalm would be sung by Israelites on a pilgrimage to the temple for one of the festivals ordained by God. Now, with that, these next few verses could have like a literal meaning about that journey, but there's also metaphors in there as well. Um, So, yeah, verse 5. Blessed are those whose strength is in you and in whose heart are the way, the highways to Zion. And the strength mentioned in this verse could be the strength to continue with the journey to the temple or strength in their lives in general. In whose hearts are the way, the highways to Zion. In one sense could be saying happy are the ones whose actual heart's desire is to go on this journey instead of just doing it out of like duty. In another sense, it could be saying, happy are the ones who, in whose hearts are the ways of God. Either way, like God's in your heart and you would end up, you know, working your way towards his presence. Uh, verse 6, as they go through, the val- go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. A possible meaning for Baca is weeping, which suggests either a metaphorical valley of struggles in the life of the believer or literal sufferings on this journey. It is said that along the journey to Jerusalem, there's very dry places that they would have had to travel through, which would not, does not sound fun. Either way, for the one who places their trust in God, they're blessed with strength to continue and to find joy in their suffering. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. As they walk in the strength of God, they move from one degree of strength to another until they reach their destination. In the same way, we're all walking through this life and suffering is inevitable. The Lord tells us that there's trouble ahead. We live in a world broken by sin, and if you trust in Christ... You follow a Savior who suffered and said, come follow me. In John 16, he tells us that in this world we will have tribulation. But he also told us that he overcame the world. Because he overcame the world and I'm living life on his credit, I can overcome the world. He is our strength. The pilgrim who sang this song were travelers to the physical Jerusalem and strengthened by their hope in God along the way. As we continue to abide in Christ, we continue in strength from one day into the next until we appear before God in the new Jerusalem. So when we glorify God, We are blessed and strengthened to do his will and continue on in his walk. Now, in this last section, we have somewhat of a prayer, kind of a mix of a prayer and some statements about God and just praising the Lord even more. But what we can see in this is that the path is made clear. The path before us is made clear when we abide in God. So let's see if we can get that out of here. Uh, Verse 8, O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. 
Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. The psalmist is asking for God's favor to be upon the king who is the representative of Israel. There's also likely a desire here that the king would say, serve God faithfully. Uh, the psalmist knows that the favor of the Lord must be upon the king for things to go well for the nation. So to God, he looks. If you know anything about Israel's history, you know that they had a lot of bad kings. But thankfully, in God's providence, this was all set in a stage for the true king, the anointed one, Jesus Christ. And for those who put their faith in the work of Christ on the cross, when we stand before the throne of God on the day of judgment, we know that instead of seeing us in our shame, the Father sees Christ's righteousness covering us. So God is looking, God the Father is looking to the true king when we stand before him. Verse 10, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in a tent of wickedness. For those that have had their eyes open to see our need for God, this comparison makes perfect sense. In reference to this verse, an old English preacher named G. Campbell Morgan said this. We sometimes read this as though there was something heroic about the choice, some touch of sacrifice in the decision. There is nothing of the kind. The singer was a man of profoundest common sense to, to rather spend one day in the courts of the Lord than a thousand anywhere else. That's common sense, he's saying. Nothing the world has to offer can compare with being in God's presence. The superiority of being in God's presence is made more and more clear as we abide in the Lord. It's when we start drifting away that those two options start to appear more comparable in value. So when we're abiding, it makes the path before us a lot more clear of what the right choice is. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord, o Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. God is our son, our provider of life and righteousness, provider of light to help us know the difference between light and darkness. He is our shield. He is our protection. He is also a, re a rewarder of those who believe that he is and who diligently seek him. Those who trust in him are blessed. There is no need to put our trust in anyone or anything in this world. The Lord withholds no good thing from his children. When we abide in Christ, we can start to learn what God calls good and start to fall in line with what he calls good. We start to learn to be okay with being told to wait and being told no. 
because we know that our God is a good father and knows what's best for his children and for his plan. So again, the path of the believer is made clear when we continue to abide in God. One way to know that we're on track in this life with abiding in God is if we have joy, a sense of being blessed about reading his word, communing with him in prayer, fellowshipping with the body of Christ, entering the presence of God. Korah and others in the rebellion were dissatisfied with what God laid before them. They went their own way and they were consumed because of that. In the same way, we are all like sheep who go astray and go our own way away from God. For all have sinned and fall short of his glory. But that does not have to be our story. Just as God showed mercy to the sons of Korah who were spared and wrote this song, he has extended mercy to all who put their trust in the work of Christ. When we look to the grace and mercy that has been extended to us in Christ, are we responding like the sons of Korah with just a gratefulness, a blessedness, joyful just to be in his presence? And that's it, you guys. <laughs> yeah. right, so, Father, we just thank you for the gift of life that you bless us with, Lord. And you did not just leave us. You left us your word. You left us your spirit. Lord, you left us each other, Father God. And we are, we are so much in need to be in your presence, Lord. Help us to value you. Value your presence, Lord. Value the life that you give us, Lord. And I pray that you would help us to just overflow with, with evidence of you, Lord, that, that when others see us, that they see you, Lord, that they see our love for you, that they see our joy and our walk with you, Father God, when we are high, when we are low, Father God, help our word, the words of our mouth to be that you are good. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.